Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Breathe with Neil. Neil is a wellness expert with over 20 years experience. He is a former international athlete, and today Neil teaches people all over the world how to use breathing, the cold, and the mind as forces for good in our lives. He is based in Dublin, Ireland, and is the author of the best-selling book, The Blissful Breath. In this episode, we're talking all about breath work and how you can use your breath in your day-to-day life to manage stress, anxiety, and for personal growth and self-discovery. This episode is full of really helpful tips and tools for you to use in your life, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So do, as always, let me know how you get on. But for now, let's get into the episode. Neil, you're very welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you very much for the invitation. Great to chat. So I have, I'm actually so delighted to have someone on to chat about breath work because um, as we were just talking about, it's such a, a huge tool. Um, and I'd love to start off by just asking you a bit about your personal experience or story or how you got into breath work yourself. Yeah, um, I've had a, a very long and strange relationship with breath. Um from what I can gather from my parents, my birth was a very difficult one and I came out unable to breathe. And <clears throat> from that point on, I had difficulties breathing when I was younger, I had asthma and all these types of things. So the breath was always something that was very much in the forefront of my experience of life, but not in a good way at the beginning. It was always a struggle. And anybody who's um, had asthma or something like that knows uh how awful that feeling of not being sure if you can get enough breath in is um and that started to change over time the first time i i really started to understand that the breath wasn't something to be fearful of the breath was something that could be powerfully healing was when i did uh i was training with the shaolin monks and they had a temple in london for years and in the midst of the really hard training they'd stop and we do breathing exercises and it was the first time I really started to understand that how we are feeling is reflected in how we're breathing. And that by changing our breathing in those moments of really hard training, all of a sudden we could feel good again. We could feel balanced again. We could feel calm again. And then we could continue on on training. And that was the first time I thought to myself, well, hold on a second. You know, what, what's going on here? And that really kicked off my interest in, in breathing, which led then in through yoga and pranayama and in through qigong and, and, and the breathing techniques there. And then to Wim Hof and, you know, Wim Hof's amazing breathing and then further on from there as well. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a huge subject. You know, it's, it seems it's so simple in one way. We do it all, we do about 20,000 times a day without thinking about it. Um, but there's so much depth to it and it's so profound and it's so beneficial and it's something that just fascinates me yeah absolutely and we talk so I, I talk a lot on this podcast about different tools to kind of support our mental health and our physical health how is breath work different from say like meditation or a mindfulness practice Cause you know how it can be a bit confusing there's so many different mm-hmm. tools we can use and things we can do how is breath work different it's a great question. Um, I love meditation and I've meditated for a long, long time. It was actually the Shaolin monks who taught me how to meditate. I went there to learn how to fight and they taught me how to breathe and to meditate instead. Um, <laughs> but 
meditation can be quite difficult or mindfulness can be quite difficult for people at the beginning or you know throughout because in essence we're trying to wrestle with our mind and the mind can be quite an elusive thing and if we were to say to somebody okay quiet in your mind don't think of anything except this one thing like that flame or your breath oh my god it's nearly too much because the, the mind can be this wild wild entity so the beauty of breath work is that we can let go of that wrestling match with the mind. We just have to move our lungs in a very specific way, depending on what we're doing. Usually quite a simple, slow way of breathing. And the trillions and trillions of messages that the brain gets in any given moment, the messages from our lungs take priority over all of those. So our, our brain is listening out for our lungs to see what's going on there all the time. Obviously, because if they stop working, you know, there's a serious problem. But, but that priority then, it kind of works to our advantage because the brain is listening out for the lungs. So when the lungs start to slow down and the lungs start to fill gently and they start to, the, the brain starts to pick up on this, okay, we're, we're calm now. It starts to drop the heart rate. It starts to, to soften the body. And all of a sudden, without having to think about the mind, we can let the mind drift. And it's just the body is listening, is listening to itself. And as we kind of go a little deeper into the rounds of breathing or into the minutes of breathing or however we're doing it, as we get a little bit deeper into the experience, then the, the, the chatter in the mind starts to slow down because the body has been slowed down, because the brain has been slowed down. So in a way, it's like a shortcut to that meditative state that might take 10, 20 minutes of really wrestling with the mind which of course is amazingly beneficial as well. But it's like it can get us to that state very quickly. Um, and then it's a great tool to help us take the mind then and to help shape the mind in a way that it's not this wild, um, you know, it's not this enemy of ours, it's actually this ally of ours. So the breathing can help us to get to a point where we feel settled and open and then meditation, then mindfulness, is just a little step, a little easier step from that point. Uh, so it's a great, it's a great facilitator of meditation, a great facilitator of mindfulness. And for people who find meditation difficult, which is nearly everybody, mm -hmm. um, and but people who find it nearly impossible, I've had loads of people say to me, "Look, I can't meditate, but I feel so relaxed now after the breathing." You know, if a person is a very active person, yeah. Um, so in that way, I always see it as this beautiful first step towards kind of getting a little grip of the mind wherever the mind might be yeah absolutely and i when i learned um as well that we can't think our way out of stress right so you can't mm. sit down and be like okay work day's done i'm not gonna be stressed anymore i'm grand it doesn't work that way <laughs> like we can't just tell our body to be like right you're fine everything's okay and i learned then that like you're saying there to to pair something that kind of brings in our body mm -hmm. like breath work to kind of calm it and soothe it then facilitates that that uh, meditation practice um like like you I've been meditating for years and there's some days where I sit down and my mind is mm -hmm. everywhere but now and I just it's it's just too busy yeah. um yeah. and I've started reaching I reach for a breath work then instead so would you say that if someone's listening to this and is really kind of stressed and overwhelmed the breath work is a good tool for them to to use if they find the likes of sitting still or kind of quieting the mind really difficult. Yeah, so 
the science shows us that that breathing is, is the most effective and the fastest way to to come down from the state of stress, agitation, anxiety, survival, and to come back down to a place where we feel calm again and safe again. Um, and in those moments, the 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 breath has to be simple. The breath has to be something that we might have an idea of how to do. So practicing a little bit of breathing when we're not stressed, you know, is also a good way to help us when we're stressed. Um, so even something like breathing in and slowly focusing on a calm, long exhale, an exhale that's longer than our inhale, and then breathing in again and slowly, slowly breathing all the way out. That's one of the most effective ways of uh, activating the vagus nerve, dropping the heart rate and the body feeling calm again. So absolutely, if people are feeling stressed or anxious or worried or overwhelmed or not themselves, a little bit of breathing, even five or six slow breaths is enough to start changing how we feel. That's the beauty of it. It's like this amazing power, this subtle power that we have in us all the time that we often forget about, which is fine. That's why the body breathes by itself. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be thinking about it all the time. Um, but then when we do place our attention on it, it its potential becomes obvious to us. We can change how we breathe in any moment. In any moment, when we understand that our breath reflects how we feel, then we have a choice in any moment, any difficult moment, that we can change how we breathe, even just for a moment, and that changes how we feel. And that gives us a little bit of space then to um, to figure out what we want to do next instead of just reacting to something. Yeah, it gives you that space in between the the stimulus and your response, yeah. um, which I love. And I think as well with stress that sometimes it feels like when we're really stressed out in order to feel better, we need to do this massive amount of work Yeah, because it feels so all-consuming. It's like, okay, well, something simple is not going to help me here. No, I know. But actually, it can be, like you said, something so simple that doesn't have to take a lot of time. Yeah, I think for me, it always has to be simple. Yeah. The simple the best things are the simple things. And it also has to be very effective. That the person can feel different quite quickly. So even if a person was, you know, anyone listening to this now or watching it, if they're feeling kind of stressed, you know, turn on your phone, turn on the timer for a minute or two, and just focus on breathing out slowly for a minute or two. Like within five or six breaths, you're starting to feel different. After a minute you're definitely feeling different. After two minutes, you'll you'll be different to how you we were previously, to like 120 seconds beforehand. So it's really, really effective. And, and even if that's too complicated for somebody, even bringing our attention to our breath in the moment changes it. Our, our, our breath wants to, like the rest of the body, the, the breath is a reflection of whatever, everything else is going on in the body. And there's this, desire within the body to find that homeostasis to find that balance and the breath reflects that so when we take our time even if like something hectic is going on we have to go do something in work or whatever it is a presentation or something even if we bring our attention to our breath for a few moments before that you'll find that paying attention to the breath immediately starts to slow it down and calm it down and when that happens then we start to feel like that as well mm. Yeah. So, we, so even that simple paying attention to the breath 
which is probably the most simple breath work exercise there is, is hugely beneficial. Yeah. So you can essentially use it for in the moment managing stress, but also maybe to build resilience as well. Um, yeah. Like I know so a lot of people that listen to this, I know struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. um, and those overwhelming feelings. And sometimes it feels like there's no end. So it's just kind of waking up, feeling anxious, going to yeah. bed, feeling anxious. We can use breath work for this too, right? Kind of. Yes, absolutely. So really the... the it's kind of like two, we could, we could break the experience of breathing down into two kind of sections. One is the practice, say, on the mat or the practice lying down or, you know, when you have time to do it. The other part of that is then in the moment, in the crisis, out there in the world. And they both help each other. So if we take even a minute or two to sit down and do a little bit of breathing in the kitchen, you know, that, that helps us feel more open, less stressed, less anxious. But it also helps the body remember. The body is kind of like remembering this way of breathing. So when then we're out in the world and we start to feel that anxiety kind of starting to kind of clench in in our chest, we can then use it in that moment as well. And then the body remembers that as well. So it's like we're training ourselves to be able to remember to use the breathing. And a little bit of practice before or after helps that. And then actually using in the moment also helps it because then it really ingrains it in us. Is um, I heard a very wise person say that we learn best from from surprises and mistakes. You know, so um, you know being able to use it in the moment and we feel like that surprise of oh my god, this really works. That really helps us remember it and and uh, becomes part of the tools that we can use to deal with with life. Yeah, because it's it's nearly like that point, I suppose, when you're starting off where it feels like, okay, I'm doing this tool or I'm using this tool and it's not really working. But when you get to a place where you see it working, um, like I remember when I started to meditate, the first few times I sat down, I was like, this is a nightmare. My mind <laughs> won't stop. This is just so frustrating. I'm not getting any benefits. Yeah. So it was really hard to show up again then the next day. Yeah. But as yeah. soon as I saw it ripple into my life, and kind of how I was going about my days. And I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm not going to skip that anymore. I'm going to yeah. sit down. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's, and that's the, um, that's the point we kind of have to get to, though, isn't it? We yeah. kind of have to feel some change in us. And then, then we're like, okay, I'll invest a little bit more time and effort in this. Uh, yeah. And then, again, it brings us back to what we were talking about earlier. By doing just a little bit of breathing, we, we get to that point quite quickly where we feel, oh, God, I feel a little bit different, a little bit better now. And then it's easier then to spend a little bit more time um, focusing on it then as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And one of the, um, so I had a lot of health struggles and stuff when I was younger and I kind of got really into self-care, especially with my nursing background. And I would meet a lot of patients where stress was a major Mm. factor in kind of physical things that were showing up. And I kind of love to explain like self-care and different pillars. So like your what you eat and what you drink is the first one your sleep and your um um sleep and exercise is the second one and the third one is connection to yourself and something bigger than you Mm. so that piece of kind of going in um which was missing for me for years and I ate well I, I drank enough water I was sleeping but there was still something that I needed to it was missing and I you can probably relate to that before you started bringing in these tools as well can you talk a bit maybe about how we could use our breath more as like personal growth and kind of self-discovery and kind of mm. going within 
Yeah, that, that's a, that's a that's a very interesting um, thing to talk about because you know so far we've been talking about the breath in, in very physical terms, you know, mm. and the physical benefits of it, which of course are amazing, um, and there's lots of them that have been scientifically proven. But nearly every culture has breathing as part of the the deeper practices, the practices mm. that help us find meaning in our life and help us. Uh, really understand who we are if we ever get to that point you know and for me um, the road which has led me down this path started as a teenager with these big questions of self-discovery like who am I what am I who am I and who are you and who's everyone else and what the hell is this thing that we're experiencing and um, and the breathing can be a profound way of delving down into those big questions so we we talked you know we talked earlier about you know the minimum amount of breathing that could get us a great effort you know a minute or two amazing you feel different yeah but the breath like many other practices the more we the more we go into it the more it opens up and reveals itself to us you know the the real potential to it and by that I mean like at some of our events we might um prepare people for breathing and we lie down and we might do 30 minutes 35 minutes 40 minutes of breathing and there's like different stages of that process the first 10 minutes people's minds are racing and they're thinking what's this fella talking you know and there's all that kind of going on and as we said as the lungs start to move in this very rhythmic way the slow way the brain starts to listen the body starts to soften and slow down and we start to unwind and unwind and unwind and the nervous system starts to balance itself out. And in this unwinding and in this looking for the balance, we start to lose track of space and time a little bit. We're no longer humans traveling through space and experiencing time. We start to feel way more open. We kind of forget we have a body a little bit. And we in these moments, and there's a threshold about like, I don't want to put a number on it because the number isn't very important, but let's say in some, sometimes about 30 minutes into breathing practice, it's like this threshold we go over and things at that point are different then. I remember someone saying to me after we did maybe 30 minutes of breathing, 35 minutes, they're saying, they're saying nothing is a problem now, you know, <laughs> because like at that stage, you're so unwound, you let go of all the stress, you know, you, you let go of the struggle. And when we let go of all those things, we Just make space, away. yeah, and we make space for bliss, we make space for love, and uh, as you said, just, just openness kind of happens in us. And so as we kind of go a little bit into the breath and we kind of cross that threshold, we can have very deep revelations and insights about who we are or, you know, how we behave or how we think. And, and you know, we might not have the luxury of, of spending 35, 40 minutes breathing every day, but it's definitely a practice that if we do spend a little bit of time like that, and we have someone to guide us through either like on, on say, on, as you talked about, like on my app or wherever it is, that's when the real deep work starts to happen. You know, that's when we really start to see um, the truth about things. And that's where the breath can be a profoundly, um, a profoundly deep practice. Yeah, yeah. And that can change your life, right? Because when you yeah. discover like what who who what you really are 
and get to that point of like pure awareness and you can't hear the voice of your mind and all the problems and all the the constant chatter things change oh my god things changes i've had the most profound experiences lying down on a mattress breathing you know i'd I was in Wim Hof's house years and years ago, about seven or eight years ago, we were doing breathing with a load of people. And I had this revelation just like, oh, that, you know, my granny had died previously and she wasn't a particularly nice person, you know, and I was holding on to this uh, stuff about her. And when I could see that and let it go, I, would, I realized in that moment that by holding on to this anger about my granny, it was actually affecting loads of other relationships. And I sat up to the mass from the breathing and I was like, what just happened there? You know, but like that, it, it totally changed. It gave me a different understanding of all the different relationships in my life. And uh, everything changed from that moment. You know, mm-hmm. now that doesn't happen every single time, but it can happen. You know, and and then I think as you were talking about our awareness of things, our sensitivity to things begins to change. And we don't need maybe to lie down on the mass for 40 minutes all the time. We might see somebody or listen to something and it just, Again, because we're spending more time being more open and less closed, we can see things about ourselves or realize things about ourselves, even in those very mundane moments. Yeah. And so even for anyone, <clears throat> excuse me, anyone listening, it's not just for stress and anxiety, but also maybe mm. if you're in a period in your life where you're feeling stuck and you're like, I don't know what's next for me. I don't yeah. know what to do. I often... I'm forever saying that having stillness and time to hear our own voice and kind of to turn down the noise of everyone around us is is key for that because if we yeah. don't have that time how do we know what's right for us or what to do next yeah you're you're, you're absolutely right there's we live in a, an amazing time where there's so much information and there's so you know there's so many things that we can do but in amongst all that distraction, it is impossible to hear that that intuition, that voice within us that's evolved over billions, millions of years to kind of help us, you know. So, um, yeah, that's where the breath comes in because the breath can kind of bring a little bit of stillness into our life without um, without that wrestling match with the mind. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's where it can help a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any maybe specific breathwork exercises that you would recommend for anyone listening to try at home? So they're kind of thinking, look, I would love to give this a go, see if yeah. I can manage my stress. So for anybody that's feeling like those feelings, um, as we were saying at, at the outset, I think the best thing to practice is the low, slow exhale. So do you want to do a few of them now so people can get a sense yeah. of it? Yeah, that'd be so, great. So anybody listening now, even if you just want to close your eyes uh, for a moment and just with your eyes closed, just softening your eyes for a moment and softening your shoulders. And your next inhale, breathing gently in and slowly breathing all the way out with no force. When you get to the bottom of that exhale, just breathing in again and breathing slowly all the way out finding your own pace the breath in is gentle and deep but the focus is on this long slow exhale twice more like that breathing in and slowly breathing all the way out the last time breathing in 
and slowly all the way out. You can let your breath return now to its normal rhythm and you can open your eyes. And even in that five breath sequence there, you feel different. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel different. So, you know, focusing on that long exhale really helps, but also having somebody somebody guiding you through it helps because then you don't have to think about, am I doing it correctly? Am I not doing it correctly? Absolutely. And you can do that anywhere as well, right? It doesn't have to be sitting in a set space. I, I use that breath in all types of situations. Um, so I was did a TV program a little while ago, I'm, you know, when there's all the cameras around and they're about to go, you know, they're like, okay, we're going in 20 seconds. That breath is the thing that kind of keeps you kind of, keeps you calm, but keeps you open as well. Mm-hmm. And no one has to know that you're breathing out longer than you're breathing in, you know, so yeah. it can be used in very difficult situations or public situations or situations at home or work just to find that sense of calm again. Yeah, I remember um, it, it was probably five or six years ago. Um, I was kind of the start of my wellness journey, we'll say, where I just, I wasn't looking after myself. I really needed to get my my stuff together. And the very first thing, I remember reading a book um, by Eckhart Tolle, and he was just talking about the power of spending more time in the present moment. Um, and I had really bad anxiety and just felt stressed all the time. And I was like, okay, don't really know where to start with this, but... What if I just on the bus to college, just start focusing on my breath a bit more? Maybe when I'm driving into work, just be with my breath. And I used to use post-it notes. So I'd have like a post-it note in my mirror. I'd have one in the kitchen. Yeah. I just, I couldn't face sitting down to do it because it just felt too overwhelming at the time. But then every time I saw those little reminders, I was like, okay, just breathe. And I kind of used it as an anchor to to come back to now. Um. And, and I always say that to people because I know a, a big barrier is people feeling really uncomfortable sitting down with themselves. Yeah. And this idea of spending time with their thoughts and focusing their mind on something, um, yeah. which I'm sure is something that you hear a lot of people you work with say as well, that yeah, kind of struggle. Of yeah, yeah. And that's why that your, your approach there is amazing to have some trigger in your environment that reminds you to, to breathe. So another one is also... Um, if if people have a commute is is the red light uh, you know when the red light in the traffic when you see a red light in traffic that reminds you to, to to focus on your breath you know so taking a very stressful stressful situation like traffic mm-hmm. uh, and turning into something that becomes this practice a mindful breathing practice and like you're saying those post-it notes are amazing just stick mm-hmm. them up all over the house and it just reminds you to take a breath and that has a huge effect on how you feel yeah yeah and you notice then kind of as the days go on like I was even going out on a walk and I was like oh I'm actually not thinking as much as I normally do now like I was kind of like I started taking in what was around me and just wasn't feeling as kind of wound up and stressed out all the time and again with the the super small things that sometimes we we underestimate how powerful they can be just by adding them into hugely powerful because it's those little reminders throughout the day that really make the difference. You know, the practice on uh, sitting down can be one thing, but then how do we practice with the eyes open walking around? That's the real, that's where the real mastery is. And that's why those reminders are so important. Yeah, yeah. Could you tell us a bit about your daily practice, what it looks like? Yeah, so um, 
so the three kind of my three practices every day um, are breathing um, and I'm in the cold and then meditation is, is the other practice. And so, you know, I, I always like to be learning new things. So I spend time breathing every morning. Um, it could be 20 minutes, it could be 40 minutes, it could, you know, it could be more. You know, not necess- it's not necessary to do that much, but for me, it's about deepening my understanding of the breath. And it makes me feel great as well. Um, and so I would, I would some days feel I want to breathe, say, using Wim Hof method breathing. Other days, it might be box breathing. It might be a combination. Other days, it might be that long exhale. You know, so there's quite a few different ways to breathe. So um, I like experimenting with them all because I feel as somebody that guides people through the breathing, I need to understand it, you know, yeah. really, yeah. really well. Um and then for me, then the cold, getting into the cold, uh, whether to the sea or an ice bath or a cold shower, or whatever it is, is really a breathing practice. The cold is teaching us how to how to find our breath in, in that chaos, you know, in, in that really chaotic, uh, cold shock. And then, um, you know, the meditation practice for me, again, I might spend time isn't isn't important but maybe maybe an hour of meditating and again it's like a breathing practice but the meditation for me the 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 breath and the meditation are nearly the same sometimes you know and and, uh they definitely as we said earlier they definitely complement i'll breathe first and then uh, do my meditation afterwards yeah yeah i love that and i always say to people as well um like when we well like myself I'm more meditation I haven't um done as much breath work as you have but again like I started off small which I'm sure you started Mm -hmm. off small with your breath work too when you build up to it so for anyone listening it doesn't have to be a big big chunk of time that we do of different tools it can be whatever is feasible for you yeah absolutely and just and just to kind of reiterate that like for for me this is my life you know this is i spent all my time thinking about breathing and writing about it and talk you know so it's not necessary to do the amount of breathing that you know that i practice um i had a person come to one of our retreats once and on on our website we have these three minute long breathing sessions and for him it was like he does a three minute long breathing session every morning and he's set for the day you know, so it's finding that little piece that you know that makes you feel good, that changes and kind of prepares you for today. And that's enough. That's mm, enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you, the, what makes you so good at it is obviously you spend so much time too, which is so yeah. important. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I just feel that um, I feel a kind of a duty that if I'm guiding people through those very profound experiences, that I have to know what's down there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah. the only you way to, to do that is practice. Yourself. Yeah absolutely yeah, I actually um so I I've been a swimmer all of my life but I've actually never swam in the Irish Sea ever and I started going for the first time two weeks ago I finally get the whole sea swimming thing. <laughs> uh, like the feeling like again just getting in for a couple of minutes and building up yeah but that like that moment when you're in there where your body adjusts and can you explain a little bit about that? Because I know mm. a lot of people ask me about sea swimming and they're like, okay, I don't really know if it's for me or like cold water. And um, like my yeah. husband, he has an ice bath and he, he wants to use it, but he doesn't really know what to do when he gets into it. Cause he kind of just feels a bit panicky. And then. Yeah, of course, of course. 
And this is really important because as um, as more people enjoy the sea, it's really important that we know, you know, why we're doing it. So at the very top of the experience for me is 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 that question of why we're doing it. You know, so the intention behind the action of getting into the into the cold, whether it's the sea or the ice bath, whatever it is. And for me, I think the intention is always that the, that the cold becomes this force for good in our life. So the, it, it enriches our days. It makes us feel really good. And it has all these amazing physiological benefits. It reduces stress, reduces inflammation, reduces pain, you know, it, it, you know, improves circulation, you know, on and on, improves our immunity, all that kind of great stuff. But if at the top of our experience is this intention that, that it's a force for good in our life, then our approach is is very specific. So by that, by that I mean, if our approach is it, it's there to enrich our lives, we don't need a lot of cold then to do that. So people sometimes feel like if I'm not stay, staying 10 minutes in the cold, I'm not getting the benefit. The reality is that once we feel cold and the body starts to re, re, you know, react to that, and then we can use our breath, that long exhale that we use is a great way to find our breath in the cold. Because obviously anybody who gets in the cold, they feel it's like <gasps> just absolute panic and shock as the body jumps into fight or flight. So the cold is there to teach us. So the cold is, is pushing us into, the, into fight or flight. And if we can use our breath then, that slow exhale, and we won't be able to catch it immediately because we're like this in the water. <laughs> you know, so we have to kind of work on our breath. And once our breath is calm again, once we have that breath under control, then all the great benefits that we talked about, our immune system improves, all those things like stress and pain, inflammation go down. All of those things have happened, are happening once we have our breath under control. And that might be, that might be within a minute or two minutes. And at that point, that's all we need. There's no, there's no real benefits beyond that point where we feel settled. So if you're in the water and you feel like, God, I'm, you know, you're in the cold water and you think, God, I could stay in here for ages. That's the point at which the body is settled and we're kind of in balance and it's adapting to the cold. And that's the point at which actually to get out. So we take that feeling with us then. So it's mm. like we've reached the peak and we take that feeling with us as we, as we get out. If we go beyond that peak, there's no more physiological benefits beyond that peak. There might be the, you know, this benefits of exploration and you know, what's beyond that. And, and you know, if your intention is that you want to swim three kilometers in the sea, that's a different intention than if we're using it as a force for good in our life. So we want to, so ideally, if we get out at that point where we feel settled in the water, then for the rest of the day, we're empowered by, by our experience in the cold. We're enriched by our experience in the cold. If we stay too long, then the rest of the day, we're depleted. We're trying to recover from, from the cold. So there's this real balance in the cold. And there's a little bit of, um, it, it's, it's not bad intentions, but it's a little bit of a misunderstanding around the cold that people think, that they should be spending a long, long time in there. Um, and there's also a little bit of people saying, oh, God, you didn't spend that long in the sea there, you know, kind of competition element to it. And really, it's really listening to our bodies and, and knowing when we're settled into it and knowing when we feel calm and cold and knowing that that's enough as well. And uh, yeah. knowing when's enough before it, we start to get too cold. Yeah, I get it now. I had this 
just this feeling of complete calm after I got out versus before I went in. And even with things like working and like teaching, I teach meditations and stuff, the clarity and the stillness of my mind when I was doing it, I was like, okay, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> yeah. Like the cold is the cold is an incredible force, you know, and mm. it's like all powerful things, you know, it, it can really bite us if we if we don't respect it. It can really kind of be very damaging to us if we don't respect it. But at the same time, it can be this huge force for good in our life when we respect it and when we know when there's enough. It brings amazing clarity to the to the mind. It brings amazing benefits to, to the body. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm sold. Um, and for anyone and, listening... And, uh, and I have a new book about it actually coming out in September called The Power oh, of Colds. So you'll hear a lot more of that during the summer. So it should be in... Uh, all over the world in September. Brilliant. I was just about to ask you for everyone listening what you offer in terms of kind of guiding breath work and what they might be able to um to do to work with you or to to try and bring yeah. some breath work into their life. So the um the first thing we do we do have a we have a free live online uh, breathing session the last Sunday of every month at eight o'clock. Um so you can find out about that on social media and join my mailing list and we'll send you out. That's free and, you know, I guide you through about 30 minutes of breathing. Um, some people like books. So there's the Blissful Breath book in all good bookshops and online. Um, and then we also have the Breathe With Neil app, which is a great way for to deepen your understanding of breathing. But also there's loads of um, breathing sessions in there where I guide you through the breathing. So some of them are like three minutes long five minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes. Some of them are for feeling calm. Some of them are for improving health. So there's loads of stuff in there as well. Uh, so you can go to my website to find out about that as well. Breathewithneil.com. Brilliant. And really effective stuff to add into your toolbox for kind of not only managing stress and anxiety and those physical things, but like we were talking about that kind of self-discovery and personal yeah. growth or if you're feeling stuck. Um, there's just so many benefits. So Neil, thank you so much. That was such a great chat. Oh, you're very welcome, Robin. I'm delighted that we had a chance to talk about it.